Hi, and welcome to the Reclamation Project Podcast. We are so glad that you're here, that you're listening, and hopefully that you are a part of the conversation. This week on the podcast, we're going into a new field, a new subject matter, a new place um, to kind of dissect. And and really what we're doing is we're kind of looking, I would say kind of holistically, at a life and what we incorporate into it and, and what we um, basically have as foundational pieces. And with that, we really wanted to look at the concept of building. There's so many things that we build up in our lives, that we build our lives around, that we build our lives on. And uh, what are the things that drive us um, in, in our lives and in all the things that we do, the relationships that we have, the the career paths that we choose, the things that we do with our free time, what we do with our money, what we do with every aspect of our life. What are the things that we immerse ourselves in? What are the things that we invest in? What are the things that drive us? What are we building our lives on? What are we um, using as foundational pieces to the things that we do? And, and what is really the foundation of who we are day in and day out? So let's take a look at what some of those foundational pieces are. You know, when I was talking to my wife and I was telling her what this podcast was going to be, and she looked at me and she said, so why do you think that's important? And uh, stunned me a little bit because it really was a good question. And it really made me think because, you know, if I don't know what I'm building my life on and I don't know what I'm working towards, how, I'm, how am I going to know when I get there? You know, if I say I'm taking the family on a vacation, I just get in the car and start driving, <laughs> I could end up anywhere. So I think it really that falls into that piece we've talked about on several podcasts, uh, not about self-help, but self-awareness. And I think once you get a little introspective and look at those things that are foundations, are, are, are they true? Or are they a story? Uh, are they cultural? I was thinking about that today. You know, what you build your life on is really kind of cultural. I think in America... It's uh, we we get married, we graduate college, we get married, we have two point five kids. You get a good job with a four hundred one k. You work till you're sixty five. You get all your kids graduated, married, keeping them out of jail, hopefully, and then you retire, and then you move to Florida and die. I mean, that's kind of what the scenario looks like. But if you talk to anybody from, I was just talking to a guy who's from Uganda, and uh, what they build their life on when he was a young child was uh, how are we going to get food to eat today? And how will I find a wife who will be a good, strong woman who will give me boys? And for a woman, it was how can I be a good, strong woman that I can snatch me a, a, a guy who will take care of me? And so I, I think it it's a really a, a pretty good exercise to sit back and ask yourself, what are those things that drive me? What am I working towards because what we're going to find out is when whatever you find that it is, you're going to find that that takes most of your focus and uh, everything else is kind of built around that. That's when it, when you say something's foundational, it means other things are built on it. So I guess a good question would be what what are some of the things that you either you have, Jeremy, or, you know, people like uh, immerse themselves in because they think it's it's important in life. I think a lot of things that you just said, um, career being one, mm-hmm. you know, what is my career? What am I doing with my life? Uh, what, how am I going to make money? How am I going to survive? How am I going to uh, provide for my family? How am I going to retire? That's one that's on yeah. my mind all the time now is how am I going to retire? Um, I, you know, how quickly can I get there and actually do it is, is another. But um, I think that that that's part of it. Um, 
additionally, I think that there's the, the thought of uh, status, mm-hmm. um, social status, you know, having the newest, greatest things, having all these uh, toys to play with, having the nice house, having the, um, the nice car, having uh, the nice looking husband or wife. Um, I think, you know, another one that I see all the time is speaking of that is uh, people and their uh, their desire for extremely cut and chiseled bodies. Yeah. And uh, they're driven by the gym. They're driven by the way that they look. Um, they're driven by um, just uh, being in the gym all the time, too. Uh, I, I see it all the time, and I, I think that there's so many things that drive us. There's so many things that that can move us. It's just what are those things that actually do make up our foundational piece? And it doesn't. And we're not necessarily talking about good or bad because you could have a lot of things that you're focusing on and that you're building towards that are amoral. They're neither one way or the other. They're they're maybe good, but they're not great. I mean, certainly taking care of your body as you're sitting there. I, I have couple of my clients are trainers and these guys are just it's amazing but when we go out to lunch they have to pick and choose they just can't be you know they're because their whole life is geared towards this uh, they just don't get to experience maybe a cheat day and just having fun so it does drive their thinking and uh, they they even think ahead they'll be sitting there at lunch thinking about what they're having next week at lunch or next day at lunch and so they can plan on what they're going to eat today and like it just seems so confusing and that doesn't seem like a kind of life that is productive in the long run yeah and i I think what you're you're saying without saying is i I think foundational pieces can be become obsessive you know and and i think when they become obsessive then you might need to reevaluate mm-hmm your foundational piece, what you're building your life on. If it's your, you know, if it's your body and you're, you're obsessing so much that you're weighing multiple times a day and you're, mm-hmm. you're worrying about every bit and piece of food. I think you're taking it, pictures of your meals when you're sitting with somebody at lunch, every meal, you know? <laughs> every meal. Yeah. Um, but doing that, I mean, some of those things are good to do, but when, when they become an obsession, that is when you got to, wonder is this really the foundational piece that i want Uh, for other people maybe your career that you're obsessed so much over where your career is going that it causes anxiety that it causes stress that it causes all these different emotions that drive down your mental health and drive down your Mm -hmm. physical health um maybe money where you know you're so worried about what's going into your 401k um that you forget to enjoy life that's one that i've been thinking through recently is you know, there's a lot of people that enjoy life that have no 401k. I read an article the other day that said, I think it's 50% of people my age don't have 401ks Mm. or any retirement plans at all. And I think that's because my my age, they're so focused on having those three, $4,000 vacations or having those nice cars or having those things that they really haven't thought about the 401k. And then there's other people like me who are so focused on the 401k that they can't enjoy themselves on a vacation because of how much money they might be spending on that vacation. So I think there's a there, there's a lot of those things, but when they become obsessions, when they become focal points that you just can't move or enjoy life because of, then your foundation is no longer a foundation. It, it, it's almost a it's a crippling thing. Yeah, and I think that's central to what this podcast is about. Is if if something that you're building on 
becomes obsessions. Obsessions just aren't healthy. And, and so you have to stop and, and uh, go back and look backwards a little bit. So I'm thinking of uh, one of my clients who's a trainer, and he's just this beautifully sculpted piece of rock, and his whole life revolves around it. I mean, if you want to watch him go berserk, you, you lock him in his room and don't let him go to the gym in the morning, he's going to freak out. But when you start to dig back into his obsession, you find out that he was uh, in, in seventh grade in junior high, he weighed 285. Uh, everybody made fun of him. He was bullied, never had a girlfriend, didn't have a girlfriend until he was 26. And so all of these things really play into this obsession. Everybody in the outside goes, oh, he's just, the, he's just this beautifully sculpted hunk of togetherness. And actually, he's being driven by a very negative story that I'm, unless I look like this, uh, I'm no good. And that affects that affects every avenue of his life. So I think that's why it's very important that we that we take that inventory, you know, so that you can know what your foundational piece is, so you know what drives you, you know, for for your client there, he knows what drives him, he knows even why it drives him uh, to do that. But it, it's important that we take that inventory, that we understand what drives us, what motivates us, what we're invested in, what moves us and is really the, the foundational part of our lives and in the moves that we make. But I think the question is, is how do we actually take that inventory? How do we figure out what that foundational piece is? Yeah. So like when you do an inventory in a, in a business setting, and I remember I used to work for Penn Athletic and we would do inventories on shutdown week. And uh, our boss said, inventories are simply asking uh, the five questions, who, what, where, and why. And some of those are really great starting places. So why, I guess when you ask yourself, why am I so obsessed with looking good? Then you go back and you find out some of these reasons. Well, I remember being bullied. Uh, and then you ask yourself what the, the why question, what, uh, why, not only why do I do this, but then the what question, what, what else am I obsessed with? What happens if I don't look like that? I mean, you, we've talked about that in past podcasts. You challenge your assumptions because it's the story you have and uh, it may not be the true story. It's just the story you, you go by. So you ask yourself the why questions. And you actually give yourself the benefit of the doubt to say it's okay. Um, what happens when you ask the why question is that you find out that that spiders into all different kinds of his life, parts of his life. He struggled with God. He struggled with thinking uh, in the in the culture he lives in, he has to look good to be accepted. So for God, he had to perform to be accepted. And because I would ask him why he does all this stuff uh, for his church. And they never, he's, well, partly because he could never say no. But the other part is because he felt it, the more he did for God, the better he looked to God. So he, when, when we start to connect all those dots because he was taking an inventory, uh, a lot of things made sense. So you ask yourself the, the who, the why, the what, the how, how do I do this? So again, to your point, Jeremy, taking care of yourself and looking good, that, that's great. You know, some lady asked me the other day as we were having counseling, she said, can I say something? You always smell good when we meet. And I said, you know where that came from? I said, I remember one of my professors who spent a lot of time with me had the worst BO and the worst breath of any person I knew. And I remember telling myself that was offensive to me and I couldn't even under, I couldn't even concentrate on what he was trying to teach me. So why do I do this? And, and how come I do this? Some of that is good. So 
uh, we're not talking about good or bad or, you know, evil things. We're just saying if we don't know why we do things, what we're doing it for and how to change, then we're, we're caught in a rut. And then, as you know, and I know we've talked about before, your, your uh, physical life reflects your spiritual life and you'll see all the connections there. Well, and so what you've just described is going back to the root, right? It's, uh, it's, as we talked as we came back out of our hiatus, we talked about figuring out the root, figuring out the root of why we do the things we do. Um, and you can kind of back engineer that, right? You can, you can go and you can figure out the, the motives that you have and, or the, the actions that you have, figure out the motives, figure out the underlying motive, keep going back until you figure out what your foundational piece is. But I also think that once we figure out our foundational piece, it can actually drive our motives. Oh, absolutely. And so I think that's the change that you're talking about there is once you, once you figure out your, 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 um, your underlying motive, then you can say, okay, how can I use this in a positive way? How can I take that foundation, that, that, thing that I'm building my life on and how can I instead of doing something that I'm obsessed about use it in a way that helps others or helps myself or or does something better than what I'm doing with it currently so how can we take those foundational pieces and actually do something better with them so to the client I was talking about because he never asked the what question what he found out as we did this I know I know I must have been so annoying to him over the course of a few weeks as I kept being the one that asked the questions. But what he found out in the in the inventory was he was doing that to look good, but that really wasn't the end result he wanted. He thought it was. What he wanted was to find a, a nice Christian girl, get married, and have a family. Well, I said, so when you're in the gym, all the hours you do and volunteer at church, where do you where do you go to meet women? Where how do you accomplish that piece? And he said, I didn't even realize I wasn't because in his head, his story was work hard, look good. And so the end result really wasn't his true end result, but he didn't know that until he started taking inventory. Yeah. And, and, you know, as I hear that, I sit there and think to myself is not only is it not happening, the, the end result that he wants is it's probably pushing him towards the opposite of what he wants his end result to be. Yeah. Right. Cause if you're hanging out at the gym all the time, are you going to meet a good Christian girl that you can marry? Maybe, maybe, but you also might get a lot of girls who aren't, who are looking at you for your physique, looking at you for um, what you look like rather than the the female version of you. They're only concerned about what they look like. I thought you were pointing at me there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but you might find the person who, who has the same exact motives that are, are maybe the, the bad part of, of your foundation, the, that they are motivated by the way that they look as well. And they're, they're motivated, motivated by the negative parts of your foundation. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're not only not reaching what you want as your, as I, for lack of a better term goal, but you also might be swinging that pendulum to the whole other side where you're, you're, you're actually attracting the opposite of what you want because of that. So a lady asked me a question this week and I really haven't thought it through. So, you're the you're the technical guy here. He's Jeremy's one that edits the podcast and does all that. So you know how we you have two tracks. We have two tracks going here. Your voice and my voice. Uh, so she wondered, can you have 
two tracks in your life? Can I have a goal that I work through with my personal life and have a track that's spiritual or do they have to be together? And I, I've learned over the years, I used to be quick with my answers and I thought that is just a good question. So I'll, I'll throw that out to you. What are you thinking? And what, so in the technical world, both tracks work towards an end, same end result, correct? Uh, but they're different. How? I, I, I don't think they can be different. Hmm. And, and here's the reason why is I, I, I think I actually said this to, to a buddy of mine uh, this week, um, met up with him and just talking through like how small groups work. Um, and, uh, and just saying, I want I want a small group where you get together and you just talk about what's going on in life. Mm-hmm. You talk about what, what's been impacting you, what's been afflicting you, what's been, uh, just the, the part of your life. And, and, and you talk about what's happening and I said, and through that, because we're Christians, um, then God is going to naturally come out of that because God and life are intertwined pieces of fabric. They're not things that you can... It's inseparable. Yeah. And so in the same way, I say you can't have a spiritual and a worldly desire that are going in two opposite directions. If, if so, it's like pulling two pieces of yarn apart. Yep. Right. If you're pulling one to the left and one to the right, they're yeah. eventually going to, you yeah. know, detangle all the way. Um, and so I think you can't have both. I, I think you can't have two tracks, one, uh, for lack of a better term, worldly and one um, godly. You, you can't have two things going in two different directions um, or even if they're going in the same direction, but slightly varying off of each other. I don't think you can do that because eventually they're going to unwind. Yeah. So you can edit two tracks into one harmonious track and really it's still one track in two parts correct because like the way we grew up in the kind of world religious world we grew in uh, grew up in it was you weren't even really allowed to think about the worldly track everything had to be the spiritual track well and i can edit you and myself right this happens all the time when i'm editing is uh, and i've actually found better ways to do this but when i first started is I would take your track and I would I would say, oh, I hear myself breathing like a maniac in the <laughs> in my microphone while you're speaking, and this still happens. Um, but I, I I decided, hey, I want to cut out my breathing because I can hear it and it's annoying the heck out of me. I want to cut out my breathing so I can cut out my breathing. Well, if I cut out my breathing, then it it it, it takes it can take them out of sync with each other. So if I take hmm. if I cut them and then I have to move something out of your track your track too. And then I kind of move each individual track slightly. They're now out of sync. And now I hear an echo. Mm. I hear your voice and then I hear your voice again. Um, and it's so hard to put those two tracks back in sync again without, mm-hmm. without bringing the whole, everything I just cut back, you know, doing a undo on, on, on the cuts I just made, because if I don't, then that echo is going to be there. When we did Danelle and Kevin's, I, I heard myself cough or drop something in the background <laughs> and I tried to cut just my part out. There was four tracks there mm. and all of a sudden it was so difficult. I heard an echo and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Is it coming from my track? Is it coming from Danelle's? Is it coming from Kevin's? Is it coming from Gary's? Yeah. Where is it? And no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't put those tracks back in sync without going all the way back to the beginning and starting all over again. So as, as we relate that to our life, if, we understand our foundation then you can 
uh, which is the recorder that's recording this up. So we could have all kinds of tracks on that singular foundation. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So in essence, I think what you're saying is you can have, you can have all kinds of goals, mm-hmm. you know, but they have to follow the same foundation. You, you can't build your goal outside of that foundation. That foundation has to remain or else that goal is going to crumble. Yeah. And I've been I've been wrestling with this piece lately. Like so, as you get older in life, you automatic inventory seems to be a lot of what you do, and it usually past inventorying things you wish you would have done that you wish you wouldn't have done. Uh, but so I, I've been thinking about this foundation piece, and I realize that while I do a lot of good things, it's now become my new uh, bully pulpit. My wife is sure of the fact that I have to have something to war against. So if that's true, this would be what I'm warring against right now that I think I did a lot of good things and in a, in a, uh, with a lot of great intentions. And I think in doing all that, I, I left my central foundation, which was, I think, Jesus. Like, Jesus became a track instead of a foundation. And, and, and since I've decided to, like, gosh, it all has to really start there and in there and so like all the tracks on there could be great and they could they could parallel each other uh then i started to hear well i and i think what prompted that is i watched this great video it's on youtube you can rent it's called the american gospel christ alone it was so convicting and and i think what you find when you do an inventory is that wow my life is incredibly narcissistic it's all about me and it's hard to it's hard to have a foundation that's Jesus with the life that's being run when it's all about me, and it, it's even in our preaching out there. Uh, he really hammered. I saw eight or ten guys around the country are doing this. You are David, and like no, that's not what that verse is about. You're not David. Uh, you're Jeremy. I'm Gary. You know, and and we use uh, the point was we're so narcissistic that we always look at the hero in the Bible, and that's us. When sometimes we're the villain, you know, sometimes we're the Pharisee and sometimes uh, you, you can you get one I'm shooting at here. But the point is, I realized based on an inventory that my foundation, which I thought in my head was always Jesus, that Jesus just became a track. I don't even know if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, you see it in a lot of churches, right, as you see that they start with good intentions, they start mm-hmm. start with good foundations, and then all of a sudden they uh, move off into other things that are g- continuing to further um, the the goals that they they've set. Right. So, for instance, um, when I started going to a church in Texas, it was we're not going to become a, a mega church. We started in a in a small shopping center. Everybody and, says that. When yeah. Right. Small. Exactly. <laughs> small shopping center all of a sudden we bought a building and and i remember the pastor saying you know i i, I don't want this to become a mega church i just want it to be someplace that people can come and uh look back 20 years later the pastor's still there and it's a it's kind of a mega church mm. you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's a very well-known church in texas and it's pretty dang big um and i don't know what's happened since and i don't know all the things that have gone into it you know i may still have the same foundation the same heart but there's so many people that don't, you know, when it when when they ha- reach their goals, they set more goals and they don't always look back to the foundation, you know, is, you know, my goal may be in in life is, or it, even let's say in my job, my goal may be to just continue to learn and continue to grow and, and have a steady income. Mm-hmm. Right. 
But then once I once I reach my goals of income, well, then my sights set even further. It's okay now. I want to learn this, learn that, um, and uh, my goals may become to find a different job. My goals may become to to move up within the company, and then once I achieve those, then I continue to change. But I have to keep focus of my original goal because yeah. if I don't, or my my original foundation, because if I don't, I may veer off into a, a totally different place than I started, a, a totally different foundation, and that that can be crumbling. Like I, I brought up is your goals can crumble. It, I kind of look at it, a yeah. fa- it like a foundation. If you, if you build a second story onto your first story, right. But your second story is built out wider than your foundation and you don't have any support beams. Your second story is going to eventually crumble. Yep. And if you build a third story onto that, it, it gets increases the likelihood even more and faster. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to, to, identify our foundations and continue to stay true to what those foundations are and not vary outside of them when we're setting new goals or setting new, new, um, new, uh, tracks yeah. for lack of a better term yeah. tracks in our lives. You know, it's like I'll throw one out there is okay. You know what? I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. Uh, I want to be a good Christian, right? If all of a sudden my goal is to do what your, your friend said there and I want to have a good phys- physique, and I'm spending ten hours in the gym, you know, every two days. <laughs> well, then all of a sudden, I'm not being as good of a husband, as good of a father, because I'm not there for them. Pre- yep. So, how do I continue on that track without losing sight of I want to be a good husband, I want to be a good father, I want to be in in my kids and my wife's lives, and and be present with them. Well, maybe I need to cut that back. Maybe instead of 10 hours, I need to do mm-hmm. a half hour each day or an hour each day or figure out what that needs to be in order to still get to that goal, but keeping sight of the foundation. Right. That that decision, because that's kind of what we were talking about before we started, that your your foundation or what you're building on drives your decisions, you know, and it's it's the age old axiom that when you say yes to something, you're automatically saying no to something else. So. I say yes to having a good physique that I'm saying no to my foundation to be a good husband. And that's, that's an extreme unless you, unless you dictate your decisions based on your foundation. Like, you know what, I'm going to, instead of, instead of taking lunch, I'll work out at lunch. That way it won't steal time from the family. And you start to do that. But that is based on understanding what your goal is. Your foundation is built on. And, you know, I was reading just this morning and it, it's a verse that, you know, we've had memorized for years and years, but it really applicable here in Matthew 6, he says, but if you seek God's kingdom first, then all these things will be added into you. So if I keep that part of my foundation pure, like he'll make sure all the tracks sync together, you know, into a, a good life at the end. But when you squirrel, you know, or ADD, the next thing you know, you veer off and then you rabbit trail, then you rabbit trail off that. And they could all be good reasons, honestly. They could all be good and noble things, but the, you've turned around and you realize I'm six degrees from my foundation. So there's really two things here is, is one, you can, you can kind of uh, decide that, Hey, you know what? Um, my foundation is, is God and it's, and it's, deciding to be a Christian is deciding to let him take care of all my needs and whatnot. Um, but then I see that there's an opportunity to go get another job. And I just, I, I see that that job pays me 
four times what I was making at my current job. And I say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take that. And I continue, I take that. And then all of a sudden they say, Hey, we want you to move. Um, and they move me away from uh, all the things in my life. And, um, but I decided to do it and I don't consult God on any or my foundation on yeah. any of these things. Yep. I just decide that this is what I, I feel like I want to do because I'm, I'm seeking after money. And I think that those things can can cause you to crumble a little bit. Um, and, and, and they do crumble. And then you come back and you realize, well, I never went back to my foundation. Uh, you know, co- counter to that, I had a friend who who did who had a very opposite reaction where he got laid off of a job and he had the opportunity to opportunity to go um to some of the northern united states and make pretty good money but his foundation was god his kids his wife his family um and so he decided you know what i I'm, i know i can go up there and i can make more money than i was making at my current job with a lesser c- cost of living but you know what that's not my foundation my foundation is my my family my kids yeah and he had kids that were in pretty pretty volatile uh places and uh, from an age standpoint uh one that was going in graduating high school one that was going into high school mm, and yeah. he realized you know what i'm gonna take the next four years and i'm gonna take a lesser role somewhere else i'm gonna try to stay locally even if it means barely getting by because the money is not as important as my kids right. being where they need to be right. um from a standpoint of social ability from spiritually um, emotionally, I need to get them through this time for the next four years. And then if I want to look at that point, I can look at that point. So he took a job locally. I don't know if it was a lesser or a, or a similar pay scale, but he decided, you know, money is not the object here. The object is getting my kids through this period in their life. And then we'll talk about money after that if I need to. So it was, that was very important to him. And that was what was driving him. It's amazing when people do that. It's amazing that God always happens to give them what they want. Uh, if God says, uh, I want you to take a lower position so you again take a cut and pay, but you'll have more time to do this, we would say, and I'm not sure that's God speaking to me, but it's always God speaking to us when it benefits us. Uh, and you're right. So if we're if we're off center or we're, or we're off foundation, you're right. You, I, and you've seen it too, and we know the the effects of that, the effects of not keeping in the foundation. So then you move, you lose your support group, your teenage kids start to rebel because you yanked them away from where they felt safe and, and were known and all of that for money. If, But none of those people would say their major uh, foundation was money. I don't think they would ever say that out loud. But again, because they haven't done an inventory to say, you know what, I am so materialistic and money driven. If they did an inventory, they might come across that that, you know, their story is uh, it's all about family and God. But the truth of the matter is I find myself incredibly selfish and materialistic. So that's what an inventory shows up. Sometimes in inventory, you see things you wished you didn't have to see and you didn't know were in the back room. And so I think I think we owe ourselves to do that quite often, actually. Sometimes you have to do it weekly. Well, and I think we've talked about money. We've talked about career paths and we've talked about, um, you know, even uh the family issue, but I think there's other people that their, their pure motive, their pure foundational point is they just want to be young, have fun and possibly drink Pepsi um, (laughs) to go back to an old tagline, but, but they just want to enjoy life. And I think there's a huge segment of the generation that's coming up that they just want to enjoy life first and foremost, because they know they'll never have 
these years back again. And I, I think that's actually a perfect, um, not a perfect way to live life, but that, that perfectly coincides with the thought that we had when we talked about regrets, mm-hmm. you know, is I keep looking back saying, man, I wish that I could go back to the good old days and relive them. Well, they're, they're taking that concept and saying, you know, I don't want to be like my father's and my, my parents, fathers, yeah. fathers. I don't want to be like my parents. Instead, I want to enjoy the time that I have, and then I can become an adult and start adulting at that point. So there's a certain segment where that's their foundational pieces is I just want to enjoy myself, not getting into trouble and just have an enjoyable uh, college career or have an enjoyable early 20s. And then I'll figure out how to adult after that. Yeah, I, what they're saying is I just want to be uh, I want to be all about me. And again, I think that uh, and by the way, none of this and again, in itself is evil to say, yeah, I just did five years of college. I deserve two years to bum around Europe. Well, you know, maybe you do. But I think sometimes what we think is a foundation is just a temporary platform. It's not really a, a sustainable foundation because what happens when you take two years and backpack around Europe? Uh, you're two years behind in a job search. You're uh, maybe you missed out on a great opportunity here. So, again, I think it goes back to I, I think our foundation and to, to your point is the reason they do that is they watched mom and dad have a, a irregular foundation of saying money's important, job's important, house is important, and mom and dad divorced when they were 22. And they're like, so tell me how your foundation was good. Uh, I'm taking care of number un, numero uno, and I get that. So I think we have to look deeper. Part of your inventory is has to be uh, beyond yourself because we're all narcissistic to a degree, but – uh, again, back to Matthew six, that if I seek him first, if he's truly my foundation, I guarantee uh, I'll find a way to be content. Might not always be happy. I'll be content. I might not be rich, but I'll have, I'll be provided for. Uh, but it'll, it, it'll really be accentuated. The fact that like I'm living right where I intended to live and I'm on course for that. And I think uh, even a pastor, even a pastor or people in ministry, get sideways on that. And, and we're no different. So I think, uh, you know, we've pretty well identified how do you identify, I'm going to use the same word twice. How do you identify the foundations in your life? How do you identify what, what drives you, what motivates you, what you're investing in, what your life is built on? Um, how do we do that? And, and we've, we've kind of figured that out, how to deconstruct and reconstruct and, and, and really, know what our foundation is, as well as remembering to go back to it, remembering to go back to our foundation when when we get sideways, right? I, I think the next part, and we'll talk about this next week, is now how do we build on that? How do we build on that foundation that we have? How do we, now that we know what it is, how do we make good decisions? How do we, uh, how does it impact our lives? How, how do we start building uh, the structure on these foundations, the structure of life on these foundations in a very good way rather than in a um, nonchalant way. Yeah. A purposeful a reactionary way. way. Yeah, a yeah. purposeful way instead of a reactionary way. Yeah. How do we do that? So we're going to go in that direction and start talking next week about building on that foundation. And we would love for you to become a part of the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear if you have any stories or any 
questions about any of that. And the way that you can get in touch with us is you can find us at rppodcast.com. Um, all of our podcasts are up there. You can get in touch with us there. All of our social networks are there. Um, or you can just search on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and, and find us at RP Podcast or The Reclamation Project. Um, and you can ask any questions there or, or share your story or direct messages or whatever you want to do. But we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you like this podcast, you want to hear the next one, you can hit subscribe on whatever platform you're on and you will be automatically updated next week when we post the next podcast. But we're so glad that you're here and we hope that you have a great week and that we can all start building great foundations together. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.